We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's that time. Sports Daily getting all the inside information on the Kansas Jayhawks. Let's go now to the voice of KU, Brian Haney. All right, and we welcome in Brian Haney to chat a little KU football, chat a little KU hoops. Congratulations, by the way, to Bryce in Wichita for winning our Wakanda Forever ticket giveaway. We'll have a lot of those to give away between now and next week, so stay tuned for your opportunity to win those. Uh, Brian, welcome in. Glad to have you here again this week, and we got to split our time because it's a big week in both football and basketball. I'll jump right in on football. Uh, what do you know as far as Jalen Daniels and how good a chance do you think there is he could play this weekend against Oklahoma State? Ooh, goes right to the throat, right out the gate. I like yeah. his style. Yeah, we're, um, we're going. You don't mess around. You don't mess around. You know what? He is practicing, um, you know, had done some light work at practice prior to the bye week, and so that continues. Hope is certainly – abounding but at the same time you know i'm not holding my breath on anything with this thing i think the fact that we're even talking about him throwing a football right now is well ahead of schedule and a pretty uh remarkable recovery to be at this stage so we'll see i mean coach leipold is going to play it close to the vest i doubt he'll elaborate a ton on hawk talk tonight beyond what he said on monday which was simply that you know he's he's back there practicing again but um Keep in mind the nature of the injury and, and you know, what initial timetables were thought to be. So it's, it's definitely within the realm of possibility. It's very encouraging that he's doing as much as he is. And at the same time, it's no sure thing either. So I, I think it remains to be seen. And we'll see what Coach's update is tonight. That's probably all I should say at this point. But uh, know that Jason Bean's still getting a ton of reps too because you're not going to know until later in the week and you want to make sure you're prepared to go either direction. But I think our quarterback situation is one of just a couple of quarterback situations this weekend in this matchup that all eyes are on. So it it makes for a very interesting uh, game preview with Oklahoma State with both programs struggling at that spot. Brian Brandon Zender here. Thanks for joining us this morning. Then you go over to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Kobe Bryant, where do you think that he's at right now? Is there a chance that we start to see him again soon? A guy who really uh, made some plays for this Jayhawks defense in that first half of the season was a critical part in that 5-0 start. Yeah, good question, Brandon. You know, I think guys like Kobe and Luke Graham, the receiver, their injuries were more day-to-day. I mean, maybe you could say Kobe's was week-to-week, but the nature of, of those two injuries were not ones that were thought to be, you know, long stretches and so those are 
better examples of the bye week gets guys back and gets you, you know, closer to a hundred. And so I feel pretty solidly about both of them. Um, you know, the case of, of Highshaw, that's a longer term injury. And so don't expect to see him, but uh, I think in those other two, uh, we feel pretty promising and, and probable, but we'll wait for coach to address that officially completely. And I'll try to get an update out of him tonight on Hawk talk here on KFH. But you know, those are the classic, you know, week-to-week, day-to-day type things to where when you have an open date on the calendar like Kansas had last Saturday, you expect that barring any setback, guys like those two are back, and, and that would be my hope for them on Saturday. All right, so Oklahoma State, uh, before we switch to hoops here, Brian, because it is that Oklahoma State's interesting. Oklahoma State is maybe a smaller favorite than people would think, but we what we just saw out of Kansas State – seeing what kind of injuries they're dealing with, does all of a sudden this become, at home, the best opportunity? And, and I know these things can change, but as we look at the schedule on November 2nd, does this feel like the best opportunity to get six wins? Man, it, it might be. If Spencer Sanders doesn't play, it might be just that. But they're still a very capable football team that obviously ran into a buzzsaw last week and, and uh, they looked beat up. They looked tired. They looked out of sorts. And I would expect them to be a much more dialed in, motivated, chomping at the bit type team this week. But uh, no doubt, you know, they're vulnerable if they don't have their quarterback. And so we'll see what the week unfolds and, and reveals as we get closer to Saturday. But if, uh, you know, you've you mentioned narrow favorites and the number of surprising some. That probably has something to do with Sanders and, and what the, the insiders think of his status. So we'll see. But I, I do think, you know, the Lubbock-Texas trip is a tough one to put your finger on because they just got, you know, the doors blown off them by Baylor a week ago. And yet they've also beaten Texas at home and had some impressive showings up and down their schedule uh, in, in the first year of that tenure for their coach so I, I think that you know I would rank them if Sanders doesn't play this home game yes is right there with Texas Tech amongst your most winnable but a lot of it has to do with how healthy Kansas is too and when does Jalen come back and at what capacity and percentage is he uh, in factoring into you know what's your most winnable chance I know this though uh, we feel like every week if it's Jason Bean or, or whoever's back there this program has improved enough across the board at all positions that they feel like they've got a chance to win. And that was not the case previous six years and the previous 12, quite frankly. Uh, but they feel like every week there's a chance. And I think that the road trip to Waco proved that how competitive they, they stayed in it with Jason Bean at Oklahoma proved that, but we're done playing close enough and more victories. We got to find a way to get this sixth victory. And I think the longer it goes without clinching bowl eligibility the tighter it starts to get around the collar a little bit for for some of these guys that know how important this is and so um, I I would love to see him knock it out right now and then you're playing with house money the rest of the month of November if you get bowl eligibility secured and tucked away and I think they've got a great shot to do it but again a lot of it comes down to whether or not they've got Sanders back there he is such a dynamic player and truly one of the best at his craft in our conference so We'll see what uh, Mike Gundy's saying midweek, but I think both these head coaches are going to let it drift into Saturday before you see any hand tipped. And a chance to do it at home, a place that was rocking uh, during during the start of the season, three straight sellouts against Duke, Iowa State, TCU. Since then, uh, three losses, all of them by 12 points or less, has still looked like a very capable team. But now you return home, 
Has any of the shine wore off in your eyes as far as how Lawrence is going to come out and how the Jayhawk faithful are going to come out and support this team? Do you expel, still expect a, a rocking atmosphere at the booth this weekend? Uh, kind of how much do you think that there's still going to be support around what the team is trying to accomplish uh, in this turnaround year? You know, that's a great question. And I think if, if it's not a raucous atmosphere, it'll have more to do with the weather than, you know, wind coming out of the sails of this team. Obviously, we don't have ESPN College Game Day coming to town, and so you're not going to have the same amazing atmosphere that was as good as you'll see it the last time they were at home. It's amazing to think, you know, that, that it's it's been almost a month now, and you look back at, at where this program was at. I mean, 5-0. and Jalen Daniels was sixth in the Heisman odds in Vegas at that point. And then, you know, with one injury and then, you know, a couple of uh, tough road trips, it's amazing how some of the, the hype and hoopla fades pretty fast on that. But there's so many key components of this team and this program that are still trending upward. There's so much to get behind and be excited about. And hopefully we'll see the fan base, you know, understand that you got to weather some storms and some ups and downs and some injury attrition that happens over the course of the meat grinder of a schedule that is the Big 12 where you play everybody and, you know, 75% of your games are league games. And when you add in Houston, who, you know, is going to be a future Big 12 foe, I mean, Kansas played 10 Big 12 caliber opponents when this schedule is all said and done and, and 11 major conference opponents. And so you're going to have some swoons when you go through a schedule like that, particularly when you lose your quarterback. And so I would hope that, you know, some of the Fairweather fans, don't look at the actual weather report and show up and, and cheer these guys on, even if it is wet and a little bit chilly. And uh, and, and re- remember that they can play a role in this thing. You know, Lance Leipold told the story on Monday at his press conference that one of his assistants was talking with an assistant coach from one of the three games that they sold out consecutively. And the assistant coach admitted that we didn't think we had to prepare for crowd noise in Kansas, so we didn't pump in crowd noise practice that week, and then it became a significant factor in the game that uh, had something to do with the outcome. And so as this club is so close to achieving something we haven't seen in 14 years, bold eligibility, understand that you're the 12th man. You have a chance to play a role in the outcome by being loud and proud and waving that wheat. So I hope folks come out. Will it be a fourth straight sellout? Tough to say. But uh, I do think that you'll have a lot of fan enthusiasm. And if you're on the fence about whether or not you should come out, man, 2.30 game, right in the middle of the day. If you're driving from Wichita, you don't have to get up at the crack of dawn to get there. You'll still get home uh, at a relatively decent hour. And hopefully the drive home is even shorter because you're riding high after a big, big Kansas victory. Uh, voice of the Jayhawks, Brian Haney, joining us here on Sports Daily. You mentioned Hawk Talk with Lance Leipold. You'll hear it right here on KFH tonight at 6, perhaps the opportunity to get a good answer on Jalen Daniels, so make sure you tune in for that. All right, let's talk a little hoops here. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Does that imply, does that imply I didn't give you a good answer? <laughs> I, it it, it implies that you're you're going to give us a – you're going to push Lance Leipold and press him so hard yeah. tonight that he doesn't have a choice but to give you a definitive answer right here on KFH. That's what I'm implying. Uh, and we know we know you'll deliver for us, Brian. We know that you'll deliver for us on that. Uh, just tell him we're asking. Tell him we're asking. He'll 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 give you an answer. The people of Wichita want to know. I love it. You got That's it, right. my man. That's right. No, I, I think All right. people uh, need to understand that, that we try to give folks as much as we can on those shows. But at the end of the day, it's still the official team show, and so what the That's program right. wants out there 
is out there and what the program wants to keep tight to the vest remains there. So we don't ask any Jim Gray hard-hitting questions because uh, keep in mind, it's all very regulated on those programs. But we still have a good time. We pack it out. <laughs> we play games. We give you insight. We show personality. But, uh, but keep that in mind when you listen to those shows because I, I do get those occasional emails. How come you didn't ask this? How come your questions oh, yeah. weren't harder? And you got to understand, this is the official university uh, yeah. show. This isn't uh, Jim Rome or anything. I, I've had him, I, and I understand. I'm, I hope everyone understands. I'm being tongue in cheek there, but you know, what's what's the, what are the old cliches? You you can't, you know, all they can say is no, and it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. All that good stuff. Um, Ku hoops is also getting underway now. Are you guys uh, ready for this? Because Pitt State, we're we're in football season now. This is a little odd, I think, this year for Ku hoops, where for a lot of years you just sort of. You know, you just sort of circle these dates as the football team. But now that the football team's good, we got basketball, you know, coming up tomorrow night against Pitt State. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, it's not just Pitt State. It's Jeff Boshi at Pitt State. So we're excited about that. And obviously he's the all-time three-point record holder at KU for a while, was the all-time Big 12 three-point record holder. And a good friend of mine, a guy that uh, I'm his same age, we came in the same time at Kansas. So I'm really proud of his success and Brett Ballard's success down the road at Topeka at Washburn. So uh, it's neat when these guys come back around at this portion of the schedule. It's obviously a big money game for, you know, these schools. And we used to have two exhibition games. They do it differently now where, as you probably noticed, you have a behind-closed-door not to be broadcast or publicized scrimmage with another major conference team. KU did it with Illinois this year. And then just one instead of two, uh, over the air, under the lights, fans admitted exhibition games. And and for some reason, that's kind of the movement they're going toward. But it'll be a good tune-up for a Kansas team that lost three starters and its top reserve for the national championship, but brings in arguably the best Big 12 transfer and Kevin McCuller going from Texas Tech to Kansas, and three McDonald's All-Americans on top of that, and Grady Dick, MJ Rice, and uh, and obviously Ernest Uday Jr. And then, you know, we're going to see a lot of Jayhawks that were part of that national title run in very small roles play larger roles this year. And how much improved is K.J. Adams, and Bobby Pettiford, and Joe Yesifu? And I'll tell you this much, because you always like to ask about Grady, and rightfully so, being a Wichita kid, I, I see it week to week and how much more acclimated and comfortable he's getting. You always knew he could step in and fill it up for three. And last week we talked about how Kansas legends like Brandon Rush and Mario Chalmers were, were gushing about how unguardable his three-point shot is based on his height and his release point and his confidence and all of that. Well, I'm now watching him even a week later playing better defense and picking up on some of the the Bill Self things that he demands and expects out of his guys and settling in, and he and he takes the constructive criticism well. And I just really respect his maturity and uh, the ways in which he's so much more than just a shooter. Uh, because I, I think as you look at what this season is going to include for him, uh, maybe a larger role than the typical Bill Self freshman is apt to take on. I think he's ready for the challenge. And like I told you guys a week ago, it's. It's a young team that will take some lumps early because you are replacing so much. But when you see guys like Grady come in and they're willing to to take hard coaching and, and, and understand that they're going to be constructive to make you the best version of you you can be, I just see him take all that in stride. And, and one week to the next, he's getting better and better and better. So we're excited. But, again, you're 
starting starters and then a whole lot of, of new roles or new faces. So be patient with these guys. It's not going to look like a finished product. It never does out the gate. But this year, I think, uh, you know, in particular, you're, you're going to see some youthful moments and some growing pains at times. But there's no reason to think that they can't be a national title contender by season's end. They're starting out the season top five, so they're certainly being discussed as such right now. But uh, it's it's one of those truly uh, you know, let the cake bake type situations, and we got the ultimate guy doing just that and go himself. So can't wait to watch the season unfold. Now, Jalen Wilson has shown how capable he is, but he did so in a role that would put him behind David McCormick and Christian Brown, Ochai Baji over the last couple of years. Where does his role now evolve to as being uh, what I think a lot of people are going to lean on him as as being the guy on this Jayhawks team? How does his role evolve here uh, in a new season? Good question, and, and it's going to look night and day different because now he's the face of the franchise. He is the Ochai Abaji guy who went through the pre-draft process, received some constructive feedback, went into the laboratory, as the kids like to say, worked on all those things, and now wants to prove he's a much more dynamic player that can score at all three levels and isn't going to ever see 26% from three-point range again. I'm told, and I'm at practice once or twice a week this time of year, I'm told every day for three weeks he's been just lighting it up scoring that's looking really, really good with that jump shot and, and all of the fruits of those labors and the hard work that he poured in and working on his game with some subtle uh, technique tweaks with his release to, to just putting in high-volume repetition, all of that is starting to pay dividends. And Kevin McCullough's shooting it really well as well, a guy that's going to be a more asked-to-score type player than maybe what you saw at Texas Tech. So to me, those two and Grady are the three you know, scoring options to turn to the most without a proven post player. But it's so much more than, than taking on a larger scoring role for Jalen Wilson. He's taking on the, the number one voice and, and leadership role in that locker room, but he's doing so, so impressively well. Uh, he, he's taking on a lot. He's, he's a leader in the community. We've talked about name, image, and likeness and how you know, through NIL opportunities, these guys are now making money. I've, I've watched Jalen give away over $10,000 himself this fall to various causes for pediatric cancer, American Cancer Society, homelessness organizations. I mean, this guy has, has really embraced what it means to not only be the captain of a basketball team, but a student athlete ambassador leader in the community as well. So I just see a guy that's matured a ton. He's, he's understanding what he has in front of him in terms of opportunity. And he should, because we just watched what will now become forever the poster child example of, of what you can do if you elect to come back for one more year. Ochai Abaji went from a guy that was going to be a, a mid to late second round pick and, you know, a, a nice Kansas player, but one that you know, didn't you know, do anything that was, was that ballyhooed or hyped to a guy that now will have his jersey hanging in the rafters from all the time as, as a first team, all Big 12, Big 12 player of the year, first team All-American, MOP of the Final Four, type legacy guy who won a national championship and not that every guy that comes back will even accomplish half of that but he literally checked every box you could by electing to come back for one more year and in the process vaulted himself all the way into the first round a lottery pick status and so for Jalen Wilson look no further than your own teammate as, as to who you want to emulate and he told us as much last night on Hawk Talk 
in which he was our first player guest in what will now be a weekly player feature on Hawk Talk Men's Basketball with Bill Self. He said, hey, I, I did everything that Ochai showed me how to do in terms of the extra time and the extra drills and all of that. And that doesn't mean it's going to equal what Ochai did necessarily, but it's definitely the fuel to Jalen's fire. And, and he says every day he walks into the field house and he looks up at the open spot where Ochai's jersey is going to be hanging for all of time. He thinks, hey, I want that to be my number 10 as well. How cool is that? So he, uh, he definitely is looking at that example. And I think so far, the early returns, based on these last six and a half months, uh, he's done everything you could hope he would do to put himself in position to have a, a comparable type year of being the, the go-to guy, the leader, and the most productive player on a national title contending team. All right, Brian Haney, voice of the Jayhawks, will have it. Uh, you've got Pitt State tomorrow and then the real opener against Omaha in Lawrence. That comes on Monday. Um, it should be a blast then. We've got KU football this weekend. You've got Hawk Talk tonight at 6. What time's pregame start for KU football on Saturday? Uh, that'll be 1 o'clock on Saturday for a 2.30 kick and 5.30 on Thursday for a 7 o'clock tip-off against Boshi and the Gorillas. And then in case you're a season ticket holder in Wichita and you're like, ah, Monday night, Omaha, that's not really that great of an opponent. I don't know if I'm going to drive in. Hey, you need to. Here's why. They're giving away for every ticket-holding fan pieces of the actual floor in New Orleans that we won the national championship on. Totally free if you got a ticket on Monday night. So be there for the season opener versus Omaha. You had to buy that 14 years ago if you wanted a piece of the floor in 2008. This year, it's free if you got a ticket to opening night. So that's going to be a lot of fun on Monday versus Omaha. All right, there you go, Brian. We appreciate these visits uh, each and every week, and we appreciate the folks that make it possible. That's right. Big thanks to my friends at the Mattress Hub. Getting the best night's sleep of my life now with my new purple mattress. Yeah, it's K-State colors, but it's great for my back, so I love it. New technology that gives you that springier feel with also the coolest sleep you'll ever have in terms of temperature. I mean, I like to think I look cool when I sleep, but I'm talking temperature. So coolest sleep ever, purple mattress. Check them out. I tried several before I landed on this one, and this turned out to be the perfect fit for me. They'll do the same for you at the Mattress Hub. You can visit them online at mattresshub.com. Guys, thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Brian. There goes Brian Haney, voice of the Kansas Jayhawks. Busy week for those guys, and uh, we will have it all for you right here on the home of KU Athletics on KFH. We're going to come back, hour number two. We'll get into that NFL trade deadline. What do we think of all the moves made, and what do we think about the Chiefs not making a big one yesterday? We'll talk about it all next on Sports Daily. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.